According to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, the number of refugees globally stands at a staggering 35.3 million people. Under international law, refugees are people who are forced to flee their home countries to escape persecution or some other serious threat to their life, physical integrity or freedom. To raise awareness about the situation of refugees worldwide, the UN designated, therefore, June 20 of every year as World Refugee Day, and that is today. Now, Dr. Calixt Kavuro, postdoctoral fellow in law at the University of Stellenbosch's Faculty of Law, is on the line to engage us on this very important conversation that South Africa, not least, is heavily impacted by and from time to time has to engage such questions, although the word might not necessarily be refugees. But in South Africa, we talk about foreign nationals. We're talking about strike action in Pretoria, targeting illegal businesses owned by foreign nationals. Ultimately, it's a conversation really about displaced people who find themselves in other societies and try and make a living, honest or otherwise. Nonetheless, the conversation is pretty much tied to migration of persons. Kalix, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. Hey, good evening. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing well, so yes. Thank you very much. I'm going to need a lot more enthusiasm from you there, my brother. The time is 21.42. Let, let's talk about the significance of World Refugee Day today, June 20. Uh, the significance of uh, Refugee Day is the day that uh, uh, all stakeholders in refugee themselves, as I'm reflect on uh, their plight and they look at uh, how the progress is in terms of uh, uh, protecting their rights, in terms of vindicating uh, their rights. So on the side of uh, stakeholders like government, they will, it's a time to reflect and to see whether they are complying or uh, meeting the standard uh, which is established in terms of international refugee law and on the side of uh, uh, refugees, they have a right to a time or opportunity uh, to raise the issues uh, to government to say that, look, this is not being done, this is uh, issues, challenges that we are facing. And also other stakeholders like the civil societies, it is a time to engage with the government so that uh, uh, all three parties, uh, meaning uh, the government on one hand, um, civil societies on the other, and uh, refugees and asylum seekers themselves uh, need to discuss all those issues. Let's talk about how nations get to, or, or people rather, get to be refugees. Let's talk about some of the critical political, social, or even economic issues that simply do not align to the point that the systems of a given society, a given country in this context, fail the people to the extent that it becomes the next best option that of whatever is available to enforce rights or to enforce protection or some form of security, that people believe that fleeing a country, their country, the land of their forefathers and foremothers, is the only option. I wouldn't even say is the next best option. Is the only option 
and so create for themselves the tag of being refugees. Can we talk about how systemic failure takes place that occasions this very otherwise undesirable movement of persons? Um, there's a number of issues that uh, uh, make people free in the country. Uh, although, uh, if I may say, uh, it comes in two categories of uh, refugees uh, because there's those who are compelled to leave the country because of uh, economic reasons or because of uh, environmental degradation. And there's those who flee the country perhaps because of uh, generalized violence, because of there's a war, or because a particular person uh, who engages in politics in his or her own country is targeted by his uh, or her own government to be uh, eliminated or to be assassinated because uh, the government itself sees that a person has a threat to it. So in that context, that person uh, will be forced to leave to save his or her own life. Uh, other context that they leave is where uh, there's um, ethnic tension in a particular country, or there's a, uh, a tribal conflict, or there's a religious conflict, uh, where you find that the government has no means uh, to be able to uh, resolve those issues, where you find that uh, people are being targeted, this group is targeting another uh, group with a different ethnicity or with a different tribe uh, background, and the people will be compared uh, to leave uh, their home uh, country or maybe of the country, as you, uh, you indicated. I'm going to ask a potentially mischievous question, but I think it does merit an engagement because we do know that whilst war presents itself as a bloodied contest that has no winners, Beyond that statement, there are those who thrive on war. The United States as a nation thrives on war. Those who are looking to access mineral riches of certain nations, particularly if you look at the region of the Middle East and what has been happening for the best part of this century and how its oil reserves have been accessed by non-Middle Eastern societies and figures. It then gives you the impression that sometimes when there is chaos in society or in societies, there are those behind the scenes who benefit. Would you be so kind as to perhaps engage us on the non-patent issues or the latent aspects of refugees where there are certain role players who might stand to benefit? however sinister that benefit may be. But I'm, I'm, I am probing to see where perhaps this thing that is refugees allows an opportunity and what opportunity is that importantly for who? Uh, in certain uh, situations, as you indicated, it's not always that uh, the issues that uh, compare refugees to leave the country is the internal issues. And sometimes it's the external issues, uh, which is also beyond uh, the control for a particular society. And uh, this is not uh, happening only in the Middle East, as you mentioned. Uh, this is, we see it uh, uh, at the neighbors of South Africa in Mozambique, where 
uh, we have a, a rebel group that emerged, and they emerged in, in the area which is in, uh, rich with the natural resources and that is uh, petrol. Uh, we see it um, in the DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo, where there has been a, uh, a war since uh, 1996. Up, up until now, there has been uh, no proper resolution. And when you look deeply about that situation, you will see that uh, in many instances, or uh, from the beginnings, uh, DRC has been invaded by neighboring countries and uh, the neighboring countries uh, causing trouble in eastern of the DRC up until now. So uh, in those contexts, you find that uh, uh, there's uh, beneficiaries or people who benefit from uh, that kind of violence. And the violence is being, um, the violence is being uh, used as a tool to have access uh, to natural resources. It is used because uh, the labor groups, group, when even empowered and given uh, a particular weapons, which is even sometimes uh, beyond the capacity of uh, um, the capacity of the government. Uh, for example, I will state that, uh, like that uh, uh, the special envoy for the United Nations. I don't even remember his name, but he was quoted saying that. Uh, uh, for example, M23 and the RSC were trained, were equipped uh, than the, uh, the army of the DRC itself. Uh, we see this also in the countries like uh, Sudan, which is happening today. Uh, you see that we have two generals uh, attacking each other. And when you look at it uh, deeply, and you will find that one is supported by external um, with the external force and another one is also uh, supported by external force so uh, they bring the violence to uh, the people of Sudan and the people of Sudan obviously will be forced to leave the country and that war is not going to benefit uh, the warring parties it benefits uh, the people who are outside of, of the country who are uh, overseas uh, and um, which sometimes we uh, call the imperialism that it continues because it has a certain uh, individuals that benefit uh, from it and whereas the country itself is reduced to a failed country. We have failed countries uh, like Somalia, you know, we have failed countries like uh, uh, Chad, even DRC, we consider it as a failed country because there are failed uh, states uh, in those situations uh, where a country cannot give or guarantee. Uh, protection of its own citizens, and the citizens had to flee their country to seek uh, protection of another country. The time is 21.52. I'm in conversation with Dr. Kalixt Kavuro, postdoctoral fellow in law at the Stellenbosch University, talking to us about World Refugee Day and some of the issues that come to characterize what we see and talk about as refugees. Let's take a call now from George in the Western Cape, Tando. 
Tando, have we spoken before? Thank you so much for calling. Do appreciate that. Welcome to SAFM. I think so, Songhezo. I think we have spoken before. Oh, good. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us and Thanks. looking forward Thanks. to your contributions. Refugee yeah. Day today and issues of refugee generally around the globe. Yes. Um, you know, Songhezo, I'm, I'm, I'm fearing that um, South Africa is, is, is going to find itself one day in a um, I don't know if I should call it in a civil war because it 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 will be it will find itself fighting people that are coming from other countries, you know, for for, for resources. I'll tell you why I'm saying that. Mm. Uh, South Africa is not a developed country, Songhez. South Africa is 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 a developing country, not a developed country, right? Yeah. And um, we have issues, we have domestic issues, issues of unemployment and issues of well, many issues, lots of issues, right? And then you, you, you find people that are um, coming from other countries that are exploiting the systems that we have in this country, claiming to be refugees. And, and I don't understand why, how people can claim to be refugees fleeing from their countries because they fear persecutions and they fear you know, all these things that they, they claim to fear. But there, you see people um, every December. We know people that are living amongst some of us that are going home when it's December, or some of these people that came to be refugees or that have refugee statuses that go that go home and you know on vacations or on holidays and on all these things, right? Um, meaning that um, the the system that we have in this country is being exploited, right? Now, what what happened? What 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 is going to happen? What we see that is a potent potential danger that we are sitting on is that. Um, because South Africa is not a developed country, we are still struggling even to, to you know, to, to uh, people of South Africa trying to find jobs. And then you have people that are coming from other countries that are competing with South Africans, you know, on, 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 the, on the resources, on the scarce resources that we already have. You know, our government is, uh, our government is not also not assisting us, you know, in, in, in protecting our borders, our immigration laws, our... You know, Alex, I mean, I don't understand how can... Where is this leading to? to? Is it no, your no. suggestion that in the not-so-distant future, South yeah. Africa will have the kinds of tensions that will create yeah, it's, in it's South Africans difficult. refugees for the world to receive at some point or the other? No, no, no. What I'm trying to say, Songa, is that the South African, the, the inhabitants, the citizens of South Africa will get to a point of a boiling point, you know, because what is happening somewhere is that you know that we we, we are we are people are struggling for for you know for 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 a living you know people don't have jobs people don't have and then you have people that are coming from other countries that are claiming to be refugees that are not refugees that are not really okay. um, 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 let's give dr kavur an opportunity to respond you know? to that because i mean i think yeah. the tensions to which you make reference to we've seen i mean this is not something which is yet to happen we have seen we have seen particularly um, periodically in the last 10 to 15 years especially those sorts of tensions have often spilled over onto the streets and the term that perhaps is more accessible in the South Africa context is xenophobic attacks and and looting of foreign owned shops just yesterday we had a conversation that speaks to parts of what you are now engaging and that this interest group let me call them that in the city of Tswane who were taken to the streets particularly around areas of Marabastad targeting illegal businesses that are owned by foreigners. In other words, South Africa is not absolved from these questions of migration and the integrity of the system that South Africa deploys or does not to handle the questions that it ought to otherwise engage 
of migration. Now, in the context of refugees, just to come back to the core of this conversation, I mean, the statistics are 35 million people, the majority of whom come from Syria, 6.5 million, Ukraine, for obvious reasons, and Af- Afghanistan, five and a, what, just shy of 6 million, 5.7 million people. These are regions that we know there are issues. Syria, for the last 10, 15 years, um, Bashar al-Assad refusing to leave power, and of course we know why, at least the narrative goes. Afghanistan, we know what happened in Afghanistan. George Bush started it all, Barack Obama continued it. Trump, pretty much indifferent. Biden has now left. Ukraine, they're going to blame Putin, but it's all really much that of NATO. Why is it that, though, the question of refugees, Calixt, seems to always follow an African context, particularly those who move from countries like Libya across the Mediterranean for entry into Europe? Africans are not really contributing, certainly not in the kinds of numbers we are looking at here, to the world's refugee question. And if you look at the split, I mean, Venezuela contributes some five and a half million people to the world refugee statistics because of the political instability there. And they're all moving in caravans towards north. That's through the Caribbean and into the United States. Africa, for the most part, seems to somewhat be settled, although it doesn't mean there aren't concerns that the continent should be engaging I want your thoughts on that, please. Okay. Um, I will start by responding to the brother who called. You talked about the issue that soon uh, in the future there might be uh, a war or a fight between people from outside and people from South Africa. And uh, uh, on that, I wanted to respond that... Uh, uh, the issues is not to blame. The uh, the blame does not rest entirely uh, to foreign nationals who have access to South Africa uh, and are able to uh, integrate in, in the country. Uh, as the, I stated earlier in the, when we started this discussion, I stated that there are those who are economic migrants uh, who are forced to live with their country as a, uh, because of economic issues. And when they move because of economic issues, those are not considered as refugees, they are not considered as asylum seekers in the context of refugee law or in the context of international refugee law. So there's uh, the issues or a challenge when it comes to uh, South African government to manage and control uh, the flow of immigration because uh, that uh, brings a problem uh, when they are unable to uh, differentiate between who is an Asaya, a genuine asylum seeker, who is a bogus asylum seeker. Uh, that the issues of the government to be able uh, to differentiate between those two categories uh, of the people. And uh, um, although whether South Africa ten is seconds, a please. Country, I've got ten seconds left. Can you wrap up? Developing is whether it's a developing country or whether it's not. Uh, we have seen that uh, the fact that uh, refugees and asylum seekers has been increasing since in 1960s or after 1945 up to now. Uh, the numbers has been increasing and has not been uh, decreasing. So it means that what it tells us, it tells us that. Uh, 
the international community itself uh, will be unable, is challenged to deal with these issues, uh, especially where we have uh, the powerful... Kalexi, I'm going to have to go. People, I'm going to have to go because uh, I have run out of time. I beg your pardon for that. I'm already a minute into the news hour. Apologies to the news team for that. But we certainly do extend our gratitude to you for your perspectives on this today, World Refugee Day, 20 years or well, since 2001 in the making. And this obviously has its roots from the convention relating to the status of refugees, another UN convention. It's good night from the Viewpoint team. Lesejo, Amandla, Phineas, and Songezo, everybody. Thank you so much to those who tuned in, especially for the first hour and participated in the numbers that you did. We have an appointment next week, same time, Monday, 8 p.m. It's time for news with Grechos.